after someone and I said what they said and I, I'm done, right? I'm good, I, I've done. Listen, there's, there's, there's so much beauty and power in those moments when you can say, I know the day that I said yes to God through Jesus Christ. However, we're on a journey of faith. We're on a continual journey of faith. And so there are opportunities every single day of your life, every day that you're drawing breath, for you to say to God, Father, make me new today. Make me new. Renew my spirit. Renew my hope in you. Renew uh, my desire for your word. Renew my desire to be in worship of who you are. God, would you make me new today? Would you forgive me? Uh, thank you, God, for the forgiveness of sins that comes through Jesus Christ. And I want to live into that forgiveness today. So I don't want to keep repeating the same sins over and over and over again. We want to be made new. All things new. And that's possible through Christ. And we looked at that last week. And, and for those of you that were here, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun. It, it hurt a little bit for us to realize the weight of our sin. The weight of the reality that none of us on our own are good enough. The, the, the best of the best, the nicest, the most polite, the most well-mannered of us, we still are not good enough apart from God. That we needed Jesus to come into our lives to make a relationship with God possible. Uh, he, he's way too holy for, for sinful people to be in his presence, and Jesus was the only answer that was going to bridge that gap. And so it kind of hurt a bit. We talked last week about a snapshot of reality of who we really are and the fact that there's times you've probably seen a picture of yourself and thought, oh, that didn't look anything like me. But then one, someone that knows you well goes, that looks exactly like you. And you're kind of like, oh, that stinks. And there's times that we do that with God. We think we know who he is. We think we understand who he is. But in reality, he is so much more. He is so much more. And so today I wanted to talk about that a little bit about this greatness of a God who says, I want to be in relationship with you even as much as you've blown it, as much as you've messed up, as, as many times as you've failed and faltered. I want to be in relationship with you. Now, I, you don't have to raise your hand. I know it's true. We've all seen like, you know, a beautiful sunset. Some of you who like to get up really early have seen some sunrises that are pretty. I hear they're pretty. Um, no, I'm just, I've seen a couple, but I've seen a lot more sunsets than sunrises. I'll just admit it. And they're just beautiful, aren't they? Right? You've ever, you know, you, there's things that we see. And, and for those of us that, that are, allow ourselves to even, you know, think about God, you know, sometimes we can see these beautiful images and just be like, wow, that's so amazing. Um, I think a lot of you know this. I, I grew up in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's kind of flat, and we don't have pine trees every two inches, and, and, and that, that go like, you know, so, so high up in the sky. You know, we have like maybe eight-foot little bushes, you know, and they all kind of lean to the north because of the wind blowing, you know. And so I will tell you this, though. Growing up there, you can see some amazing sunsets because there's nothing to block your view. You know, if we want to, if you live in town in Valdosta, you got to drive somewhere to see a sunset. Still pretty, but I mean, just the, just you could see for miles sometimes. And I have seen some beautiful sunsets. Living living out there, it was a lot easier when we would go skiing as kids. We would go out to Colorado, and oh my goodness, the Rockies are amazing. Just beautiful. I mean, they they make you know where. Our student ministry gets to go up to West Virginia, and that's fun and all, but oh, 
those are hills compared to going out west I mean just the majesty of it all and I'll tell you something for a good bit of my early adulthood if, you, if, you, if I were to explain to you something beautiful I've seen in creation I would talk about sunset I saw you know out, out somewhere at my grandpa's farm or I might talk about you know those times you know riding up a chairlift you know in Keystone Colorado you know just oh it's so beautiful but then something happened 20 years ago I uh, was coming back to the United States from Romania I'd been there for a couple months doing some ministry stuff and I caught a really early flight out of Bucharest early early like dark dark early and um, so we'd taken off got on a plane and we were I was going to land in Switzerland to get my connecting over here and as the sun started to come up uh, I'm at a loss for words I just I'll try and we broke through the clouds and I start I see a sunrise happening over the Swiss Alps and it was just it was these these rays of orange and yellow and as they would hit the snow over these Alps it would make the the snow just glitter like gold it was just you know and I'm looking through the little you know hole that we get to look through on airplanes and there's a bunch of other people on our side of the plane doing the same thing and I was just enthralled with this absolute majesty of clouds and mountains and and the sun rays and I was I'm not I was so like just <laughs> that's my loss of words there I didn't even get my camera out to take a picture now, this was before smartphones and whatnot, so, you know, I'd have to, you know. And, but I didn't even do it, and I just was staring out the window. And, and it was the most beautiful thing I, I think I have seen to date. <laughs> to date. Because I think sometimes, here's what happens. As soon as I saw that, and I talk now about a sunrise, I mean, I've seen a couple. Uh, that's one of them. I mean, it made any other sunrise kind of pale, it made my, my, my what I'd seen out in the Rockies pale just a little bit. There are times when we see something bigger. And folks, today, what I would love is for us to walk out of here with a bigger picture of who God is than maybe the one we walked in with this morning. Because he's bigger than what we may know. There are times when I think I know what God is like and, and I think I have him all figured out and then he gives me something else and I'm like, oh, wow okay and this is this is how big our God is and he reveals something more to us you know and I could say that that seeing that sunrise over the Swiss Alps that winter was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in all creation until April 29th 2011 at 9 52 p.m. when I saw this squishy little baby named Mallory Patterson wow God you're that big God moves and he does things in unexpected ways and, and, I, and I, I realize again and I want this for you too for us to realize that he is beyond what we can imagine he's beyond what we can he, he's bigger than any definition of him and listen to what Job chapter 11 says this is taken from the message it's a paraphrase Job 11 it says this beginning in verse 7 do you think you can explain the mystery of God? 
Do you think you can diagram God Almighty? God is far higher than you can imagine, far deeper than you can comprehend, stretching farther than Earth's horizons, far wider than the endless ocean. There's simply, folks, there's no language that can truly describe the God that we serve. Think, think about it like this. Imagine if you were told tonight, you know, we all get the alert on our phone. Starting today, you will no longer be able to see the stars in the sky except for one, one night a year. And then from then on, it's just one night a year we get to see the stars in the sky. Could you imagine what that one night would be like? People would be shutting stuff down. It'd be a big deal. We'd make, we'd make something about it. It'd be, we'd, we would stop what we were doing, and we would stand outside, or you know, if you, you'd drive out in the middle of a field and sit on the tailgate and stare up, and from sunset to sunrise, we would stand. The world would stand in awe of the stars in the sky. Just... See, but we, we can take for granted these things. God is so vast and so amazing. He's so big. And, and his creation is so wondrous. It's, it truly is indescribable in, in our language. From, from the creation of, of the smallest creatures to, to dangerous beauty. He's amazing. I, I found this clip I wanted to share with you because I know my words fail. So would you watch this with... Did the music get you a little bit? Did it kind of... I want us to consider one word today that we use to describe this God who desires to be in relationship with us through Jesus Christ. To take away those sins that are just there and upon us and, and, and the feeling of, of, of us not being able to get it right. And he says, no, I have something more for you. And he's done this through Jesus. But who is this one who's done this through Jesus? It is God. And the word I want you to think about today is this. He is holy. We have a God who is holy. And see, because he is so holy, he cannot be in relationship with those who are not holy. Hence, Jesus. We needed Jesus. We needed a Savior. We needed salvation. We need one to take away our sins so that we might be in relationship with this holy God. And I want to share with you, just so we can try to get our minds around this word, even to a degree for us to hopefully change the way we think of God. And it's this, Psalm 111.9 says this about God. It says, what a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. So even his name is awe-inspiring. Even his name is holy. In Job again, verse uh, chapter 6, verse 10, it refers to God as the Holy One. He is holy. 1 Samuel 2, verse 2 says this, no one is holy like the Lord. No one's holy like the Lord, that's for sure. There is no one besides you. He is holy, he is great. And holiness, folks, is the background. It is it, to everything else declared about who God is. D does God forgive sins? Yes, through Jesus, yes, he does. And it, it, does God uh, care for all things? Yes. Is he a creator of all things? Yes. Does he hold everything together? Did he knit you together in your mother's womb? Yes. And all of those things... Does he despise sin? Yes. All of these things about God have to be looked at through this lens of holiness. He is holy. He is, he is holy. 
And, and even though this is an attribute that I think it does, it stands in stark contrast to who we are in and of ourselves, the holiness of God in us. Folks, we are actually called as followers of Christ to strive for this kind of holiness in our lives. So not only do we recognize that, that yes, there are sins that in our lives that must be, that need to be forgiven for us to live in right relationship with God, but then we're supposed to strive after this kind of holiness. Now, none of us can replicate God's holiness. That's impossible. But now, listen to what 1 Peter says in, in chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. This is where we're called to strive for this. It says this, But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, You must be holy because I am holy. Well, that sounds like something we can't achieve. We're not called to be, to be holy like God is holy. We're called to um, pursue holiness because our God is holy. We want to be like him. We want to be like Christ. Christian means little Christian. It means someone who is like Jesus. So we want to pursue this kind of holiness. And see, so you've got God who's holy, and then you've got us who are, who are never going to be able to achieve uh, goodness or holiness or, or anything on our own. Jesus comes in the picture. He, he comes in to bridge this gap. And now we have an opportunity not just to say, yay, I'm forgiven. Thank goodness. But to say, now I want to live into this holiness of God. See, the opportunity is for us to, to live into something greater than we are. If we just say, oh, God, thank you for Jesus and for forgiving my sins, but then we turn around and just keep living that way, and we just have to keep repeating that prayer every day, we're not living into the holiness of God. We want to live into this greatness, this awe-inspiring standard that has been set. It's, it's this idea of personal holiness. It's this idea of saying, it's a mindset of this daily process of saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push my, my previous will, my, my flesh, my, my sinful nature. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be in awareness of that, and I want to push it aside so I can live into the holiness of God. See, this is work. This is going to take some, some effort to say no to self and yes to God. No to sin nature and yes to the holiness of God. Personal holiness means, uh, oh goodness, no longer seeing how close we can get to sin without sinning. Is this really bad? It's, it's really about us separating ourselves from sin and making our decision to run towards God. And folks, if we don't, well, I don't want to say if we don't, what I hope today is that we would start to say, gosh, God is so much bigger than I ever thought. I had an idea of who he was, and he's greater than that. And that you are not afraid of that, or you're not like, oh, man, I'm never going to get there. No, it's Jesus gives us the opportunity to be in relationship with God, and now let's live into that holiness. Let's run after it. Let's look for it. Let's apply it. How can you apply the holiness of God to your life this week? I know of some ways that I can. I wasn't going to say for you. I haven't been following you around. But I know some ways that I can to apply the holiness of God. See, while, while we walk this earth, we, we're always going to have this sin nature struggle going on, right? Remember last week in, in Romans 7 where I read about, you know, Paul wrote, you know, I, I do what I don't want to do. 
I do what I hate. I, I want to do good, but I don't do it. it we're always, the struggle is going to be with us. But the beauty of, of, of Romans 7 is really found in Romans 8 because the very first sentence in Romans 8, well, I'm sorry, you don't have this, Daniel, but it, it says, therefore, now anyone who's ever, you know, done, you know, like English and stuff, if you ever see the word therefore, you need to look what it's there for. So you go back to Romans 7. They just described this, oh, who will rescue me from this body of death? Romans 8, 1, therefore... We've, we've been given this new life through Jesus Christ. There is no more condemnation. You can live into new life because of Jesus. Personal holiness means that we pursue after this. We pursue after this. We don't have to stay where we were. Why? Because we have a God who is holy. He's bigger than anything. Jesus came so that we would enter into this relationship with God. And folks, there's, there's nothing we can try to compare to the greatness of God, to the holiness of God. I've got a very limited understanding. I've got a very limited vocabulary to try and explain it. But I just want you to know this with my limited ability. God is holy. And so I sit here as I was working on this message and, 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 and I thought, you know, maybe there's some of us here who maybe we've made God out to be something that he's not. Maybe we've made him out to be weaker than he is. Maybe we've made him out to be less compassionate than he really is. Maybe we've made him out to be uh, uh, someone who has no standard for, for uh, and just says, oh, no, I love you. Keep on doing it. No, he has a standard. He is always bigger. He is always more. He is holy. And so, you know, I'm always thinking about the what if, you know, or, the, or the so what about, not the what if, the so what of a message. And I, and I guess if there's a so what today, what I would, I would hope is that we could all go out of here and, and think to ourselves, you know what, um, God, my sin is so great God, if you only knew, <laughs> folks, he knows. But God, my sin is so great. It has taken such a toll. I want to answer that question this morning with these words. But God is so holy. He is so magnificent. He is so tremendous. He is bigger than what, what any of us have made him out to be. Shannon, but my pain is so great. It's so deep. The sin that was committed against me, it hurts. It it it. it I'm sorry. God is so holy. He's, he's so holy. He's so big. He, he's bigger than your pain. And he's bigger than that sin. And oh, Shannon, but my doubt, I don't even know if God's real. I just showed up today. It's overwhelming, the, the doubt that is in my mind. And I just want to say to you, God is so holy, whether you choose to believe in him or not. He is holy. He is big. He is great. His, his, his wonders are... I mean, I had to find a video clip to just help me try to explain this today. And it still doesn't do the job.
what I, what I would offer to you, all of us today is that instead of leaning into the, the sin, you know, the memory of it, the recalling of it, the, you know, instead of leaning into that pain or that doubt, instead of leaning into the brokenness, instead of leaning into all the ways we've messed up, let's take that, that energy and that focus and let's start leaning into the holiness of God. That, that you would, that we would be people who say today, um, you know what, God, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to, show me in your scriptures. I'm just going to start reading everything about you that's holy. From Genesis to Revelation, show me. Show me. Show me how great you are. Show me how big you are. Show me how you are so much more than I've ever imagined you could be. That for us to be people who, who and listen I'm not saying that suddenly things are, are magically better and your life is perfect all of a sudden but maybe just maybe your view of God has become bigger today maybe we've made him a little too small and we've made ourselves a little too big so maybe today you decrease and he increases that, that his will increases in your life and your will decreases. That, that your, your desires decrease and that his increase. And that you more and more and more start to see that you want to take on these characteristics, these attributes of a holy God in your life. Let's pray together. God, you are holy. <laughs> You are holy. Lord, would you forgive us for making you small, for, for doubting, for, for maybe just not even giving much thought to your greatness. But if we ever want to be people who truly live in to the new life that you offer, we need to understand how holy you are. And that the life you call us into is different from the life we used to live. It is. It is different. It is new. It is full of hope and it's full of life. And yes, it might be difficult at times, but you call us into something different than what we were living before. You're, you're holy. God, so today I pray that, that we would declare your, your holiness. God, that you are, you are worthy of of every single song that we could ever sing. You are you're worthy of every praise we could ever we could ever cry out to you. Of, uh, of, of every breath we could ever breathe and take in, God. And it's all because of Jesus. It's because you have made a way for us to be in relationship with you. Jesus, that name above all names. The only one who could save us and bring us into relationship with you. We love you. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>